So dozens of leaked defense, uh, defense Department classified documents have been posted online revealing U.S. spying on Russia's war machine in Ukraine, a secret assessment of Ukraine's combat power as well as intelligence gathering in America's allies, including South Korea and Israel. Highlights from the documents include the fact that Russia's private mercenary outfit, the uh, Wagner Group, has sought to purchase weapons from NATO's member Turkey Whoa. and that the group is considering recruiting more convicts for the war in Ukraine. Additionally, a document marked secret examines why Ukrainian bombs equipped with the U.S. made guidance systems known as Joint Direct Attack Munitions or JDAMs have failed recently. South Korea has concerns about providing artillery shells to the U.S. to replenish America's supplies as officials worried about the ammunition would end up in Ukraine's military. Document marks secret assets pathways for Israel to provide lethal aid to Ukraine, providing hypothetical situations that might drive Israel from its balancing act between Kiev and Moscow. The leadership of Israel's Mossad Foreign Intelligence Service encourages staff to take part in anti-government protests that have swept Israel according to one document. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on the story? Well, first of all, anything marked secret is basically got the classification level of anything that's on TikTok, right? So, yeah. Because it, to, to what we were talking about before, the government casting a wide net, there's a lot of overclassification that goes on, right? And But secret is your, your lowest level of classification. And you look at this and you think, again... Because you gotta, it's like an investigation, right? You 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 don't build your investigation on on a theory, right? You base it on evidence, on facts, right? Otherwise, you, you're by the time you get done, it's just on shaky ground. So, when you're doing something like this, and it's a counterintelligence issue, and you're trying to figure out, you know, is this a, a, a genuine leak? Uh, if so, that's a fairly simple process. You figure out who had access to the information. In today's world, a lot of people have access, right? We came out of 9-11, and one of the things they talked about was, you know, there wasn't enough sharing of intelligence. So guess what? We overshare, right? So in part, that's a problem. But you look at this and you think, okay, what are they talking about here? You know, some of the documents talked about uh, Russia. Oh, we're going to start a propaganda campaign in Africa. No shit, Sherlock. Of course they are, right? Uh, or they're talking about the, the JDAMs not being you know, as effective. Well, who does that benefit when you talk about this? So you start looking at the information that's in these documents, and you have to keep a, an element of this is uh, on one side you have to think, okay, is there a chance that this is a you know, covert action campaign by the Russians to put this information out there? Because a lot of it does, you know, hey, look, if, if we put an article in there or a, a document in there about uh, the South Koreans being a little bit uh, iffy on providing shells, if we talk about Egypt's going to sell Russia, you know, weapons, if we talk about the UAE coming together with a, an agreement with all that shit, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, there's not a, a possibility here that it is a, a disinformation campaign. If it's not, if they're authentic documents and Quite frankly, the government already knows that, right? They're just not telling us. You know, when John Kirby stands up there and goes, well, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know yeah. whether these are authentic or not. Of course, bullshit. Of course you do. Yeah. You, you know, you, you know exactly where these things, you know, came from, how, who, what office originated them, mm-hmm. right? Who wrote them? You know, you've got, you've got all this material stored securely, <laughs> or at least you did, yeah. if it's authentic. And now how, you, how, how much of this, how much of this, Mike, yeah. is, like, if you know where it came from, but if you tell everybody where it came from, yeah. you're publicly humiliated. So you have to act like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, I don't know if that makes sense or not. It's kind well, of like no, saving space. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, because look, this is anytime you have a, a leak of intelligence, it's it's embarrassing, right? I mean, it, it, because 
it, it it's embarrassing and, and and operationally damaging on on several different fronts, right? Our allies, you know, if this is authentic and these 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 documents are, and and if they are authentic, then we've already told our allies, right? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about well, we had this discussion, you know, with with our allies over the weekend, well, you know, <laughs> you know, this is this is playing out after the fact. So if they are, in fact, authentic, our allies already know that they're authentic. And so they're already looking at, you know, what potential damage occurred from this. But you're right. Anytime this happens, it's it's embarrassing. Right. And yet and yet you're never going to get the potential for this sort of thing to happen down to zero. Right. It's ne- you're never going to completely re- eliminate the risk of an intelligence leak. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading all the stories by different papers to see what they're saying. New York Times, uh, clues left online might aid seek investigation, officials say. The Guardian, U.S. intelligence leak. What do we know about the top secret documents? Moscow Times, five things the leaked Pentagon documents reveal about Russia's army. CNN, leaked Pentagon documents lingered on social media despite uh, our urgent national security concerns. CBS News, Pentagon documents leaked Biden Everybody is pretty much saying the same thing, yeah. okay? Yeah. So if everybody is generally saying the same thing, it kind of minimizes a bit of gamesmanship, right? Or to, to you, you kind of maybe sitting there saying, well, it's Fox, CNN, all these guys that don't agree with each other, they're all playing the you know safe game of saying, we don't know yet what it is, but who right. could it be? Yeah. It could be these guys. Yeah. It could be those guys. And the allegations, everyone makes their own allegations, but nobody knows where it's really coming yeah. from. You've got it's like it's like every decision tree, right? No matter what you're talking about, there's not that many branches on it. These are either authentic or they're not. And yeah. if they're not, it's a disinformation campaign. So who the hell would have done it? Well, you know, that's another decision. You know, it would probably be the Russians. But you have to make that you know that uh, that decision very quickly in a counterintelligence investigation. And my point being is that they already know, of course. Right? So they're just you know they're not telling us. I got a question for you, Mike. Yeah. So apparently, this these documents were sitting on Discord for like a month, and then it ended up somehow in a Minecraft computer game. This is something out of like <laughs> Fantasyland. Yeah. But when I hear of leaks and this type of stuff, automatically I go to you know Edward Snowden, WikiLeaks, Julian Assange. Mm-hmm. You know this person right here. They don't know who it is. If it is a person or if it's some sort of agency disinformation campaign, mm-hmm. is this leaker? Uh, is he going to be considered a traitor? Is there going to be some sort of whistleblower hero type thing that gets uh, attached to him? Yeah. What, what, what's your opinion on it'll, that? It'll be all over the spectrum, right? I mean, there are people that consider you know, Snowden a hero, right? And I understand what, where they're coming from. There are other people that consider him a traitor, right? And I get that. You know? But uh, with, with this, look, it's not the first time that um, classified documents, either ours or from our allies, have ended up in... Uh, as bizarre as it sounds, in sort of the gaming community. Yeah. Right? And maybe there's, I don't know, maybe there's some connection that we can figure out between uh, people who spend a lot of time in, in, in the gaming world and, you know, individuals who have access to classified documents. Computer I, hackers and I, I, yeah. in front of screens all day. Yeah. Information. I, I, yeah. IT. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, you know, it's, again, you can't, because of the need to share information, Right? And there is a legitimate need to do that. You just have to be careful about how you do it. You don't want to, you know, again, you don't want to make such a large playing field that you have no control over what the hell you're doing. But because of that and because it's just a human endeavor, you're always going to have the potential for a problem like this. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have consequences for it, mm-hmm. then you're 
you're increasing the likelihood that it could happen again. You're not minimizing the likelihood. And the problem we've always had with with this sort of thing is there's, you know, the, it's a shifting landscape in terms of from one administration to the next, how they deal with this sort of thing. It's, not, it's certainly not the first time. It won't be the last time. But if you don't have consequences for people who uh, who act out against agreements that they've already signed, right? Yeah. You got to take that very seriously. You sign agreements, right? You, Hundred percent. Yeah, we all, gonna, yeah. Yep. And so, you know, and that goes to your grave, right? You don't, you know, it's not like you think, well, I stopped working, or I'm not getting enough hugs at work, or boy, I don't agree with that policy, so fuck my secrecy agreements. Yeah, you know, that's where you have to, you know, you have to have consequences. Yeah, I was Mike. just gonna ask, I was just gonna ask you that because Mike, because uh, not to cut you off, Adam, cause, like our. At the base that I was at, at Malstrom Air Force Base, where the funny, the, that's where the Chinese spy balloon was hovering at uh, over that of oh, my base. It was the but, biggest. But you, you didn't have anything to do with that. No, no, no. I just, okay. I think uh, I had allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the biggest threat wasn't like a nuclear attack. It was the insider threat. Yeah. Our insider threat was the number one threat. As people knowing about the information, but I agree with you 100%. You signed, the, you signed you're, you're supposed to stay quiet, then all of a sudden you're leaking shit. So, so Mike, are you saying that you probably, not probably, but is it almost like a definite? They know who the hell did it, whoever leaked it. I, I think so. I mean, just given, um, you know, when you look at, at, at forensic capabilities now, um, you know, nothing, nothing is completely deleted. Um, and, and particularly when you're talking about the power of the, the government, you know, to pursue an investigation. Now, whether they're organized enough to actually do it, I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that they'll they'll sort this one out. I don't think that uh, we're not talking about Lex Luthor here. And I think they'll also <laughs> sort out, and they already have, if this is disinformation. So if these documents are not accurate, I think they'll, they would come out relatively quickly and say that. But if there is an investigation into individuals who have been responsible for this and they're authentic, it'll probably take a little bit longer for gotcha. them to talk. The the my, my my last question on this is, um, you know, I feel like all countries spy, government spy, and, and this is you know talking about yeah. you know whether it's yeah. the you know, CIA, it's MI six, whether it's the Mossad, whether it's the what, GRU in Russia, KGB, um, India, Pakistan, France, they they all every country spies, and I don't think it's that concerning that we're spying on Russia. I think that's kind of goes with the with the story. I mean, <laughs> you would hope we are. Yeah, you hope yeah. we are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't even think it's that big of a concern. We're we're spying on Ukraine and Zelensky. It's like, buddy, if we're giving you a fucking couple billion dollars, just believe we're kind of checking in on you. Yeah. But how big of a concern is that that they're finding out that we're spying on South Korea, our ally, mm -hmm. Israel, our biggest ally in the Middle East, Mossad? How much validity is it there, and how big of a concern is that? Well, look. <laughs> I know this will come as a shock, but I, I, Mossad pays attention to what their allies are doing, right? Mm -hmm, so sure. Mossad has an, an, an effort to understand what we're doing, right? Does that mean they're collecting intelligence on us? Uh, yeah. And does that mean the South Koreans, to the degree that they have the resources and, and abilities, are they doing the same thing? Yes, on their allies? Of, of, of course. It is, um, yeah, it's understood, right? Now, there are limits to that, right? But uh, even with our closest allies, there's an understanding that you trust but verify, right? I mean, because every nation acts in its own best interests, right? Now, you know, your, your, your efforts are obviously far more aggressive when we're talking about nation states that are not aligned with us, right? So no surprise. But we better hope. People always say that. They say, well, we're doing the same damn thing, right? We're doing mm -hmm. this. And... Well, yeah, you better hope we are, because, it's, you know, as much as you may want to, 
this is not a, a world where we're a community of nations, right? And we're all looking out for each other, right? And then, you know, unicorns are all flying out of our asses and we're all happy. And, and it's just not, it's not the way it works. Let me, let me ask this question. Do you think, uh, do you think uh, uh, Putin or Xi feel like they can get things done negotiating with Biden? Do you think Xi and Russia think they can succeed in negotiations with Biden more than they would with Trump, more than they would with Obama, or somebody new like a DeSantis? I think what they feel with Biden is that it's it's a known quantity, right? And I think that's I don't know whether they feel that would be speculation on my part, you know, what you know, how do they rate them in, in regards to who they can negotiate with better, but I do think that they feel as if Trump is is more of an unknown quantity uh and they can't really you know look and come up with like a three to five year plan of what so then wouldn't you want to keep a a biden in office if if you know if you know that guy is an unknown quantity because he's not predictable if that is what you assess it assess it to be you almost want to keep this guy in office for another six years don't you well based on look if, if, if all you're looking at is sort of a decision between biden and trump and you look at Trump's time in office and you look at Biden's time in office, if I'm a, you know, a, a head of a nation that's uh, at odds with the U.S., I would prefer Biden because I can, I can more accurately predict, I think, in my opinion, where he's going to go, what his policies are going to be, how he's going to behave, right? And so, yes, I mean, I think there's, you, could, you could make that argument. Uh, Trump was unpredictable, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons why he lost the election. People were tired of the chaos, right? And, but I think with, I mean, Biden's been in D.C. for what, 50, 50 plus years, yeah. right? You know, you know, you know for, me, for me, I wonder, because anytime a company has a CEO that didn't want to communicate or I couldn't even get a sit down with them, I, I, didn't, I didn't like that, mm. which means I couldn't get things done. I, I would much prefer an asshole that was willing to sit with me than somebody that was the nicest guy but never yeah. called back, never emailed, and never had time to come and sit down and visit. It's as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Because, you know, at least the asshole, you know, you know, what his agenda was. It's his company right. against yours. It's his protection. But the other guy would, you know was so like aloof and you had to be very careful with the guys that were very aloof okay so i wonder if they sit there and they say you know because let's put the blame on russia let's say russia's behind this thing because if russia's using israel and south korea it's a form of dividing and conquering you're pinning israel against us and so it's very strategic and brilliant if that's really what you're doing and to be so good you also threw some Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, 
all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your internal stuff of Russia to make sure people don't think you're the one that's doing it. Which, if you look at it, is absolutely minimal. Right. right. I mean, it's not, it's yeah. not a big deal on, on their own. There, right. But, oh, my God. But they give a little bit. About, yeah. They, yeah. But this, it's, it's organic. It's, it's, no question about it. Yeah, but but yeah, it is very yeah. – If let's just say if it is Russia, right, then then – then if they're doing that to pin Biden against uh, 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 Israel and South Korea, and then maybe they're saying, you know what, this Trump guy, at least, you know, when he was there, NATO was not bothering us. He was not a fan of NATO. We're not a fan of NATO. You know, yes, the trade issues was it is what it is, and we had to deal with that. Huawei, we had to deal with that. You know, I couldn't have attacked Ukraine under him. So do I really want this guy back? I can attack Ukraine under Biden but at the same time, if Trump was here and if I attacked Ukraine under Biden, would they have sent $140 billion to Ukraine to help? Would Trump have sent money? I don't know if Trump would have sent money, but maybe Trump would have had a meeting with me within 24 hours to say, if you don't stop doing this, then. Yeah. So I, I, because to these guys, the way I'm processing it, who do you want at the helm? Mm-hmm. Do you want the guy that you can have a kneecap to kneecap conversation and negotiate, or do you want the guy that is, you know, having worried about the ice cream he's going to have and you don't really know if you can have a real conversation that, that's yeah. my biggest thing who do you yeah. want as an enemy sometimes i want the leader of the enemy to be somebody i can talk to no matter how much i may not like the guy and how much we disagree yeah yeah i, I, I that's it's a, a, a odd thing here in the u.s i think maybe it's elsewhere but this idea that you have to like the person in charge, right? I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't like Trump. I don't like Trump necessarily. I think he's just too chaotic, and I think he's, you know, he's all over the map. I liked the policies, right? I liked the policies better. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to like the person necessarily. Yeah. I'm more interested in what are they doing, you know, as as <clears throat> as a, a leader. So, but with, you know, Putin, I I'm sure you know Putin looked at at Biden, and he remembered it was Obama Biden when they you know walked into Crimea. And there was no response, right? They took Crimea and, and during that administration, and, you know, there was no pushback, really, to speak of. And so they probably factor that into their calculation over Ukraine. I th- I'm sure Putin was surprised at the, at the monetary response, sort of the, the way the allies came together and said, because I, I, I figure their calculation was probably different. They probably thought the U.S. will not get quite so involved. They will not make quite the effort with NATO. But... Uh, I, I, you know, to that degree, his intelligence was was clearly off. But um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think you know if I'm if I'm looking at this, and I, certainly if I'm G, if I'm G, and I think that I'm close to the top of the of the of the ladder here, um, I would much rather have somebody like President Biden in place because again, I can look at him and I think I can I can map out and predict it, based on 50 case, plus years where he's going if that's the case i won't do this because mm. this hurts mm. that's the only thing mm. so if i'm sitting here thinking about you're doing this i wouldn't do this because you're hurting the existing guy because you're giving more ammunition to the opposing side i i would i would let it fl- or roll rather than doing this to say hey because do you remember when trump had to keep firing people in mm. cnn uh, cnn and msnbc would constantly say there's a, uh, a source within Trump administration. Yeah. What a terrible yeah. thing to yeah. do to a guy to confuse the crap out of him. Like, think about when they say there's a player within the New England Patriots organizations that's leaking information to us at ESPN that there's a major fight and a fall on out between Tom Brady and Bill. Like, those types of things. And you're Brady and Bill, 
like you're like, hey, guys, talk- stop it. Yeah. We're good. We don't have any. But then in the back of your mind, you're like, who's talking? Is shit? it that guy that I benched? Is yeah. it that guy that I didn't let do this? Yeah. Is it that guy that I didn't invite to the party? Is it that guy that wants to be traded? What is it? Regardless of how much bulletproof, strong, mentally tough you are, they get a little bit of your brain and you start thinking. So regardless, yeah. no matter how bulletproof this administration may be, they're going to say, who at the Pentagon? Wants Republican Trump to be there. That's not on our side. We got to fire this person. Who is that person? Is a general this? Is a general? Is it this person? Is that person? Mm-hmm. This 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 really throws a wrench in the game. Yeah, oh, that's, that's all I'm saying. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I, again, it's it's speculation at this point. Obviously, you know, to say that you know, it, it, could it be uh, a uh, covert action campaign by the Russians? But I'm saying that. When you do something like this, when you're yeah. investigating something like this, you have to keep all the options on the table until you prove otherwise. And you know, that's it's. And again, I, I would argue that they they already know. If they don't already know what's going on with this, then that is really disappointing. Yeah, if so. if you're doing it at the KGB yeah. level of Putin, yeah. trust me, Putin's got like a board of. I would assume. He's got a board of everybody who to poke to piss off with who and create a proxy here to unify here so we can become the good guy and call these guys and do a favor for that guy so he can connect us with this guy and get in front of mm-hmm. – I mean, I'm assuming that's how these rooms, these conversations are going to be had. So yeah, yeah. when it's election time, you got eight more months left, nine more months left before we decide who the Republican candidate is going to be. So DeSantis, Trump, you know, who do you want to be the head? Uh, if you are really meddling in elections – I would be really more thought out of who I'd want to eliminate to create the enemy against. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me yeah. just, I want to ask one I wanna question. I want to go into the nether story. You make yeah. your point and I'm going to go into I want to go full conspiracy <laughs> mode right now oh, just here for we a go. second. Go, Adam. In the last month. <laughs> go, Adam. I'm going into Vinny territory Let's right go. now. Let's go. Let's go. Last month, the Chinese spy balloons. A couple weeks after that, Putin uh, hosts Xi in Moscow. Mm. Those two are having conversations. Putin's having a love affair with she, waving by like Bye. a schoolgirl. Love you. What kind of conversations do you think those two guys are having behind closed doors about America? How are we going to make America weak? We're going to you know, they're 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 completely together at this point. Any everything that's happening in Ukraine has basically, you know, thrown Putin right into Xi's arms. He basically said he was kind of jealous of the success China has had over the last few decades and wishes that type of success for Russia. What kind of conversations are happening behind closed doors and how much plotting against America is uh, in those conversations? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the dynamic there is definitely that that China's in the driver's seat. You know, Putin's in sort of the supplicant position here. Um, and, and that relationship... Uh, only goes so far, even though they said there's no limits to our friendship. Well, bullshit. Of course they are. You know, as soon as Xi decides it's not in their best interests, you know, to to push this dynamic. But you know, Xi's working to try to position China as uh, the peacemaker around the globe, right? He's trying to increase sort of his diplomatic standing, as it were, I guess. And and at the same time, he's you know he's rattling his saber over there at Taiwan. That's a delicate balance between those two things. Uh, but with yeah, I mean, Putin absolutely needs China on side. Mm-hmm. He's got almost nothing else, right? The Iranians are selling them drones, and, you know, he's, you know, in Belarus. God, I got Belarus on my side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, you know, what's China gaining? They're gaining cheap energy, yep. right? They're watching as both Russia and America, you know, uh, empty their warehouses 
of military hardware. Yep. So there's a lot, you know, to, to be gained from China's perspective in all of this. And Russia is in a position where it needs to, you know, it needs to kind of do this. It right. And to, speaking yeah. of perspective, by the way, you know, you just brought up the Taiwan thing. So it's the same. It's very similar. It's analogous to exactly what's happening. So Russia invades Ukraine. Mm hmm. What was the response from America? What was the response from the rest of the world? The response from the EU? Okay, now China invades Taiwan. What's the response going to be? We've yeah. seen this play out almost like war games. <clears throat> Those types of conversations must be taking place. Mike, well. Mike do you yeah. think any of this? Be, um, and I want to be completely honest. I know you said Trump chaotic, and I I understand where the chaos came from because as he came in, fake Russia, all that. I'd be pissed off too. If I was him, I'd I'd have a huge huge chip on my shoulder. I'd be upset with the media and everything, too. Do you think all the, our economy, recession, inflation, our dollars going bye-bye, militarily, we're, people are Af Afghanistan withdrawal and all that, do you think that uh, the majority of this is happening under Trump, honestly? Do you think this is still the way that we are right now? No. No. I, because I think the policies would have been different. Look, I mean, you know, you, you, uh, COVID came along and kind of fucked things up, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. But so that, that was an outlier. Uh, but I, I do think that if a the economy, I mean, look, the first thing that, that that Biden did and he campaigned on it, you know, was shutting down the energy sector, right? And you know, one of the the the, the really uh, strong elements of the Trump economy was oil and gas, right? And and national security and energy independence are completely linked. You mm -hmm. can't separate the two. So. No, I think there's I think there's some significant differences that could have occurred. Do I think that Trump's going to, you know, win in 2024? I don't see how he gets to that number cuz I don't think the people who who didn't vote for him the second time around, those people who were tired of the chaos, so the people who said I I got to have enough. You know, Biden won because he wasn't Trump. He didn't win because he's a great leader. 100%. Right? He lost two times before. He simply won because he wasn't Trump. But are those people who didn't vote for Trump that time are they suddenly going to look around and go, yeah, I want some more of that Trump? Yeah. I don't, I don't see how he gets to that number. You know, you, it's crazy you say that. So we're at the UFC fight this weekend in Miami, which, by the way, it broke. When Dana White came out, oh. he talked about how the last time they were in Miami, I think they did 436 at the door. This time they did 11.9 million, beating Madison Square Garden's record of 11.5 million. Okay, And he says Miami is what L.A. was 10 years ago. And he's selling Miami. He said, oh, we're definitely going to come back a year from now. That's the video of him talking. But, you know, anyways, we don't need to play it. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that happened is while you're there, huh. suddenly the crowd starts losing their mind. You feel it. And you, you hear everybody taking out their phones and then all of a sudden eruption. It was nuts. Because this guy <laughs> named Donald Trump walked in. <laughs> 21,000 phones were lifted. Everybody's got their cameras on, shaking hands. People are trying to spot, is that Mel Gibson that just shook his hand? <laughs> yeah. That's Mike Tyson sitting next to him. Of course, Dana White, and, you know, he always speaks yeah. very highly of him because of how Trump helped him out at the beginning. And, you know, Masvidal gives a speech. The, literally, the place is going crazy. We're right back there, by the We're way, in there. that video. And so that, yeah. the yeah. place is going absolutely bonkers, right? Masvidal then starts fighting Burns. In the middle of the fight, <laughs> camera goes on him. Trump. No one's watching the fight. Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> Everybody. So, so, so the, the part becomes, now here's, here's what the, the conversation yeah. becomes. Either 100% of UFC viewers are Republicans, mm. uh, or this guy has an energy about himself when he walks in that he's able to convert 
and magnetic energy. I even looked at Adam for a second, and Adam was in tears. Adam was Adam, <laughs> Wait, Adam, Adam, do you know what? Uh, Pat, Adam was. Can you, you know, tell the truth? Pat, you know what Adam said? Hey, but, you know by the way, you're... if you want me to tell the truth, I'll tell, tell the truth. Tell the truth. I'll tell, yeah. I'll tell. Adam says, I'm not going to lie to you. You know how I feel about Trump. I just went from here to here. Yes, I this was a cool. very <laughs> yeah. weird feeling, right? It was actually oh, wow. cool but, shit. But, but you know, but you know what? You know, it was. It was great. But, but, but he, here, here's the part as well. The one thing about politics, we had. Uh, 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 is it Ari Fleischer? Ari is that yes, George yes, Bush? Yes. Ari, Ari was yes. here, yeah. and I said, "Why get into the game of politics? Like, why, why get into this?" Like, he says, "Are you kidding me?" And he says, "Unlike sports, where there's a leader's bulletin." And you know if that guy scored a touchdown or did this or did that. Politics, there is no leader's bulletin. It's who can sell their argument and their ideas better. Wow. It's the greatest competition. And he sold it in a way that I bet a few thousand kids that watch it, 20-year-old guys are watching saying, I'm going to get into politics. He <laughs> sold the industry so well. Wow. So mm-hmm. Don't not, do it, kids. Don't so, do it. <laughs> yeah. So the point is, none of us have a clue what the hell we're talking about mm. when it comes down to who's going to win, who's not. Yeah. You know, the reality of what happened with well, the, Biden won because they just didn't want Trump, right? You know, all yeah. those votes. Okay, fine. No problem. Well, now you got what you wanted. How happy are you now? Okay, when you have a, a, what's Sarah well, but, Foster? But, is that her name? Girl name? Girl's name is Sarah Foster. Is that the actress's name? Did you hear what what happened in San Francisco with this whole uh, uh, the cash app guy? No, no, no. Yeah, daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah. What's her daughter's name? No, because Bob. Like, Go ahead. Lead. You were going to make your point before I played this for you. Well, I was going to say, you know, you, you get what you get. I mean, look, Chicago is a perfect example of that, right? Mm-hmm. They got rid of Lori Lightfoot, and what did they bring in? Someone Marxist. harder left, <laughs> yeah. right? So I don't know how how do you explain that one? You, if you can go on Twitter, Rob. If you can go on Twitter, so. Just recently, this this lady, I want everybody to go send a tweet at this lady because apparently she just got off of Twitter. Just go to my account right there. Go right there. That's exactly the one I want you to do. So before you play the video, pause it before you play the video. Here's a lady, okay, zoom in a little bit so they can see it. Her name is Hillary Ronan. Just so you know what she does, she sits on the board. I think it's District 9. If you can go on Google and Google her who she is, Hillary Ronan. Uh, two L's, Hillary Ronan, N-E-N, Hillary Ronan, N-E-N, there you go. Hillary Ronan, zoom in so we can see who she is. And I watch, this is such an interesting thing. Hillary Ronan is an American politician, attorney serving as a member of the San Francisco board. Yeah, there you go, District 9, which includes the neighborhoods of Mission District, Bernal Heights, and Portola. Okay, and if you go a little lower so we know who she is, Democratic Party, uh, you, she went to Berkeley, University of California, University of San Francisco. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Now go back to the tweet. So this lady here in 2000, and let me even send you the tweet because a lot of people haven't seen the tweet. This is a tweet she sends out. I don't know if I Love send it to you, Rob. If you have it, please show the tweet. I think I send that to you as well. It's this one right here. If you can just pull up the tweet because a lot of times you see an image of a tweet and then the person goes back and deletes it. You can't find it. Well, luckily... I found the tweet, and she's left it up. So just kind of pull it up. Great. Uh, if you send it to yourself by Hillary Ronan, the date of her tweet is, let me see what the date is. She sent this in 2020 uh, to be exact on a date, August 16th, 2020. Do you have it? I text it to you, Rob. Yeah, I, te- I text it to you. You should have the text that I sent to you. Uh, I, just, you- I just put a thumbs up on it, Rob. If you can just pull that up, just put do copy paste and, and pull Pat, it she's up. Still, she's still in San Francisco? Oh, you, you got to see this thing here. You got to see yeah. this thing here, what she says. Uh, uh, Rob, if you're, uh, let's see if you got it or uh, not. Because she's you, still passed. She's still in. Dude, you have to see uh, what this woman uh, says, and she's still in charge. Oh, Here's she's a still tweet. In charge. Okay. So in 2020, this is her tweet. 
I want to make it clear that I strongly, I believe strongly in defunding the police and reducing the number of officers on our force. <laughs> For decades, we've had an imbalance in our city's budget with hundreds of millions of dollars going to San Francisco PD to have them do work they are not qualified to do. Okay. Well, look at the date, okay. August 16, 2020. Okay. okay, bookmark that. By the way, they lowered the budget by $120 million, the mayor, during that Into, time. Okay. So now go back to the tweet and watch her video of what she says. Go to the video of what she says. You just had to tweet out. Okay, play the clip. This is Watch this. We've been begging for more footbeats and for more officers (laughs) in the Mission District. Two weeks ago. Begging this department to give the mission what it deserves in terms of police presence all year long. And I have been told time and time and time and time again there are no officers that we can send to mission. It hurts. And I feel betrayed by the department. I feel betrayed by the mayor. I feel betrayed by the priorities of the city. It is not this Board of Supervisors' priorities. We want our residents safe. Her name's uh, Hillary. We her name's Hillary. Let her finish. Getting Let her finish. shot, getting assaulted, getting killed because in the mission, Chief, it's not theft. In the mission, people are getting shot and killed. In the mission, people are getting beat up. In the mission, people are dying. No shit, Sherlock. Go on Twitter. Go on Twitter and look at her last tweet. Go, go, just go to her account right there and look at her last tweet. Okay, zoom in. Her last tweet, 23, a peace out Twitter. Time is precious. Yeah. We'll be using time I spend on this forum having direct productive conversations with the people of San Francisco. Yeah. Good luck to you, lady. Yeah. So th- this is the part where, yeah. you know, you know, as sad as it is because a guy who created a great company that's created thousands of jobs who moved to Miami because he didn't feel safe in the middle of the night gets stabbed a week after this, a week and a half after whatever, two weeks after this yeah. comment she makes, and she's the same person. So now why don't you come out and apologize about your original uh, policies? Never. Uh, about the fact that you felt about defunding the police. Now you want to talk about, I feel that they're not wanting to protect the city. Sarah Foster's an actress. Yeah, I love that you found anybody that. Who, anybody who makes it on Vanity Fair, you're like left of left. You're part of the camp. 100%. You're qualified. She slams. San Francisco for being a shithole. <laughs> Weird. So go go to the bottom to read the entire quote of what she said right there. I have no words right there at the bottom. Go a little lower. Little. I have no words. San Francisco is a complete shithole. I'm a registered Democrat and feel confident saying liberal politicians <laughs> are ruining cities. Disgusting. My heart breaks for this family. Okay, and this is the daughter of David Foster, by the way. 16-time Grammy winner, David 16 Foster. 16-time. Yeah. Oh you know, you know, it's crazy. I'll get, you know, you started us off with UFC and all that. Uh, funny story. So, you know, the guy freaking stole my keys. I'm running around. Yeah. Vinny and I are running around. The whole time. The whole time. We go to the uh, guest services, and the one guy in front of us at guest services, Vinny will remember this, he goes, oh, shit, what's up, man? Yeah. Are you team at BBD? What's up? Jersey. Huge fan. I'm like, what's up, buddy? He goes, I'm a cop in Jersey. Yeah. I just came down here with my girl. To have a great time, UFC. Boom. Oh, tell Pat. I said, what's up? I said, what's up? He goes, I got to tell you. You know how they say, talk about defund the police? Let me tell you something. Was he talking about New Jersey police or New York? Jer- I think he's talking about Jersey. He, he, said, about Jersey. he said, before COVID, he said they would get between 80,000 and 100,000 applicants to join the police force. He goes, you know what it is now? In a year, 1,500. Yep. Did he not yep. say those numbers? Yep, he did. This is he his did. story. I said, what? I go, that... It's the same it's story. Beyond in ridiculous yeah. increase, a decrease. Yeah. And I said, so how are you going to find 
uh, police officers now. He goes, I'm just going to have to lower standards. No, you just got to move to uh, to yeah. Florida. Come yeah. on down yeah. here. We like cops. His name is He's Nick, giving Nick, bonuses. His name is Nick Davis. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, shout out he, to Nick. He told us the number, and Adam Adam was like, whoa, whoa, the hell with my keys. What? Yeah. From 100-some thousand to 1,500. It's, it's, and mind you, so, so here's my question for everybody. Mm. Is, is people's hate for Trump more important than going back to not having the economy like this, to the way that everything is. Where, where, where are these voters at? So you're just happy because the mean attitude guy's not in. But you know what? As long as my feelings aren't hurt, I don't give a shit about the country. I don't give a shit about uh, the war. I don't give a shit about the economy. Like, where, where the hell is your... What are you talking about? Yell at me all fucking day. Be whatever. As long as I'm safe and the economy's good and everything's all right, I'm happy. That's me. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I think... Never underestimate the Republicans' ability to, like, shoot themselves in the foot, right, or, or fuck up their chances to win. I mean, I, I would argue that the abortion argument is another example of that, right? I mean, what the, what the hell, right? Time yeah. They, McConnell. They, yeah, they fucked yeah. up the midterm election, you know, <laughs> um, and it's going to happen again, right? I have a feeling that there's, you know, again, I hate to say it because I would like to see a change in administration, right? Uh, 330 million-plus people in this country, and— we're heading towards another, you know, election season where it's probably going to be Biden and Trump again. I, 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 I suspect. Right? Roads are the favorites, and that's that's incredible to me. But I, 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 you know, I'm a I'm a fan of the policies, right? You know, we gotta we gotta clear out the regulations. We gotta get the economy moving. Uh, we've got to focus, be more uh, strategic with uh, with China, and uh, I just don't. Uh, I, I just don't see how the numbers get there for for Trump. Uh, unless there's just, you know, a more significant crisis. Yeah. Right. Because I think those voters who may have said, who may have said, okay, I didn't vote from the last time, but this, you know, current administration's not Shit not show. cutting it. I'm going to go for uh, the Republicans. But I think those people will probably be turning up based on the abortion issue. And I think they're going to look at that. I think a lot of those suburban women and the others who were tired of the Trump chaos, who didn't vote for him this last time. They pro maybe they could have shifted back to the Republican, you know, and vote for for him, but I think that abortion issue is going to shut that possibility down. So I'm not particularly optimistic. We could end up with Biden Harris again, and that well, means me we're going to end up this. with Harris. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, what was... How different is that position of what happened than what DeSantis's position is with that? Because is DeSantis's position on Roe v. Wade different than what happened right before midterms? Yeah, I don't think I don't think DeSantis is. Is I mean I know there's there's been a lot of talk about DeSantis being the guy you know possibly that could you know take this but I, I don't I don't think so I, I just don't I think outside of I don't think he's gonna care he could carry the the, the nation I don't know I, I I think that you're looking at a, a split in the numbers uh, and they're gonna be you know sitting in their foxholes shooting at each other during the primary and that's gonna damage both of them and I just I here's have what Newsom yeah. just said. Yeah. Here's what Newsom Newsom agrees with you. Gavin Newsom predicts what will happen if Ron DeSantis takes on Trump. This is a Newsweek story. Rob, while I'm doing this, find what uh, uh, Trump just uh, put out in Truth Social about Ron DeSantis. It's the nicest message he's had so far, by the way. California <laughs> Governor Gavin Newsom predicts that if uh, DeSantis challenges Trump for 2024 Republican presidential nomination, DeSantis will be defeated by Trump. Newsom said on MSNBC Inside with Jen Psaki, he's going to get rolled by Trump. Trump's just going to roll him. Newsom criticized DeSantis for attacking Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Braggs, who charged Trump with 34 counts of falsifying business documents. Newsom said DeSantis 
looked weak for doing so and advised DeSantis against challenging Trump for the GOP nomination. He suggested DeSantis wait a few years and actually do some of the hard work, which actually includes governing, not just identity and culture war. So, uh, Mike, are you the kind of guy that likes this Newsom guy out oh, of California? Oh, God, no. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Newsom is, uh, when he talks about DeSantis, should just focus on governing. Good God. Um, oh. I'm, I'm in and out of Los Angeles, and, and to be fair, San Francisco on a regular basis, and uh, two fantastic cities that are just being driven into the ground. And, you know, that's all under Newsom's watch. Like, the guy... He's got a you know a great head of hair, um, you know. God bless him. But uh, I'm sure he positions himself, or he's imagining himself to be the guy, right? He, he nobody was probably happy about Buttigieg, you know, taking a lot of you know shots during uh, the past year than Newsom, because I think he really feels like he's the replacement candidate. Hundred percent. Right? And you know, he's he's I'm sure he's excited about the fact that. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, what do I know about about uh, politics other than you have to look at results, right? And Newsom doesn't have the results, right? So I, I don't understand, but it doesn't matter anymore. It's all about performative art, right? It's it's theater. And people, you, you, you talk about how the, the San Francisco uh, woman there, you know, can how can she say one thing and then talk out of the other side of her mouth, right, shortly yep. thereafter? It's because... Nobody gives a shit anymore, right? Yep. Nobody fact checks. Nobody, and you know, so this, so that's a, you know, but again, you know, you get, I guess to your point, you get what you get. You know, you vote for, sure. you know, you, you vote for, how, how do they end up with Brandon Johnson in Chicago? How does that yeah. work? Have you heard what, what the, this yeah. guy says, He's by the way? He's nuts. Yeah. Have you listened to some of the stuff this guy He's says a about says. cops? And yep. It, it, I mean, it's worse. It's, it, but it's a Soros guy. But it's one yeah. of Soros's guys. Of and you saw who yeah. visited the White House 12 or 14 times last uh, <laughs> Soros' son. Under right? Biden. His boy. Soros' yeah, son. His boy. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, yeah. a lot of people think, well, when Soros is uh, no longer here because he's 90 some years old, it's not, his son is as radical, if not apparently more radical than him. He's meeting with the chief of staff and he's had all these other meetings. Yeah. And uh, by the way, can you pull up what actually I sent you about what uh, Trump said about. Uh, 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 DeSantis, I just sent it to you, the link. There you go. If you can pull that up with the hill. Oh, yeah. Here's what he just said. Zoom in a little bit. Trump discourages DeSantis as candidacy would only hurt Republican Party. Okay, a, a different approach. Here's what he says. Ron DeSantis is a young man who is not doing well against me in the polls, to put it mildly. <laughs> I believe that if he decides to run for president, which will only hurt and somewhat divide a Republican Party, he will lose the cherished and massive MAGA vote, he's already saying it right up front, and never be able to successfully run for office again. I don't know about that. If he remains governor, which is what Florida voters assumed, it will be a whole different story. Just saying, but again, who knows? Some people read into this and they said the fact that he's hinting at if you don't run, I'll have you as my VP. Some are saying that'll never happen. But uh, what do you think about what he just said here about uh, DeSantis? It's one of the nicer things he said in the last few months is not calling a meatball Ron or Ron the sanctimonious or, you know, uh, peddling stories about him uh, hanging out with underage women. So that's that's good for him, um, which there's actually some truth, you know, to use some truth social in it that, that he might uh, lose the massive cherished uh, MAGA vote. Um I, one of the things I actually wanted to bring about DeSantis that you just brought about, and this is some one of the things, because I've been an advocate of saying I would vote for DeSantis, mm. 
Have you heard about the fact that, because you brought up abortions and how like that's going to potentially shoot uh, Republicans shoot themselves in the foot, especially to suburban women or just women across the country. You know, it's supposed to be a red wave in the midterms. It ended up being like a red like drop uh, in the bucket. Yeah. Um, Florida, backed by DeSantis, is trying to pass a six-week abortion bill. Six weeks. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Pull this up. And I, apparently it, it was approved. Now, listen, you can debate the abortion all you want, but uh, six weeks, some women, you know, don't even know they're pregnant within a month, the first month. And I think the stats show um, 43% of pregnancies hap- uh, of abortions happen within six weeks. 36% happen between seven and nine weeks. 13% between 10 and 13 weeks. So I think a lot of people have sort of used like the 12-week number mm-hmm. as sort mm-hmm. of a, you know, comfortable number that you can wrap your head around. But six weeks, so if, back to your point about yeah. DeSantis, if that's your message that you're going to be more of a moderate and you know kind of not play to the MAGA wing, but also uh, get some of the disaffected liberals and independents on your side, a six-week abortion yeah. bill, you think that's going to get women to vote for you? Yeah, no, I know. Homie, it's, don't play that. Well, and this this is why it's 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 always been one of those issues, right? It's like you're talking about you know reformed entitlements, right? I mean, every time. The Republican Party wades into the abortion issue. You know, it. I, I don't get how do they how do they not look at this and go, okay, you know what? We got to sit down and come up with. Nobody lives in the fucking center anymore, so nobody. You don't have anybody in Washington saying, let's all sit down mm-hmm. as reasonable people and come up with something, right? That that makes sense that both sides can live with. You have yeah. one centrist. You have yeah. Joe Manchin. Yeah. yeah, basically that's it. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think I don't, I don't know that you know. I Bless you. look if if DeSantis was the Republican nominee, yeah, I'd vote for him, right? Um, but I, I think Trump's correct in the sense that you know all he's got to do is kind of you know start that attack plan, and you know his voting base is not going to suddenly mm-hmm. you know, embrace Ron DeSantis, right? So there's a I think there's a real problem coming down the pike for the Republican Party that that you know typically they'll just ignore for a while uh and then you know it'll be sort of all hands on deck and panic you know leading up to the election and but if you're DeSantis, you don't know what's going to happen four or five years from now you can't predict you know florida might have a hurricane it might be an absolute mess here you never know what kind of six-week abortion bill all of a sudden approval ratings go down right now his stock is as high as ever that's yeah you have to seize the moment carpe diem Oh yeah, because yeah. I don't think yeah, like, you just nailed it. Like, think about it. If if Trump runs this one and, and Ron doesn't, nobody's he's gonna be literally could well, be irrelevant. It could he, people just be like okay, just stay in Florida, like whatever. But just it's crazy though that that's all the Democratic Party has uh, to un- offer unless, is news. Unless, unless, huh. if Trump does back him up a hundred percent to run afterwards, because think about it this way: say Trump runs four years, mm-hmm. okay, okay, and DeSantis goes behind him. I want you to think about this uh, here real quick. Say DeSantis says, I'll get involved a little bit just to get a little bit of experience and I'll run. And apparently he can't run until July because he has to Mm. get his governorship job in place before he announces that he's running. Some date like that. I think it's July or June. But I think it's July. So he goes in and they duke it out for five months, whatever the time, six months, five months. And then within two, three months, okay, guess what? Game. It's yours. Perfect. They talk to each other just like Ted Cruz lined up. And Ted Cruz like, let's go, let's roll. 
Trump can flip real quick. If you're going to get his back, he'll flip, right? So DeSantis <laughs> comes and backs him up, and they run. Now watch. During Trump's second term, if DeSantis got his back 100%, guess what Trump's going to do for DeSantis? Put him Trump's going to be his number one flag carrier mm-hmm. and help him become president. And then DeSantis can have 12 years, uh, eight years, which means it'll be Trump, DeSantis, 12 years. Now, that doesn't mean a DeSantis' camp listening to this. They're saying, oh, you have no clue what the hell you're talking about. Maybe you're right. Maybe we don't. We're just mm. talking, guys. We're not in your world. Mm. And, you know, and you're right about the fact that this guy was the number one governor in what he did, above and beyond everybody else. We're in Florida because of this guy. You're from L.A. and New York. I'm from L.A., and I lived in Texas for five years, and I like the governor in Texas. He does a great job, Abbott. Abbott. But we moved here because it gave the balance of Florida and Texas together. I love the beach in Idaho, but I love it in Florida more. Right? <laughs> so yeah, favorite th- beaches. This, this Idaho is, beach life. That's right. This, this <laughs> is the difference between this. Now, if you find this clip with Biden being asked about running for re-election, I don't know if you saw that. If you just go, if you have that, at the he, Easter egg hunt. Yeah, he's what, at the Easter egg what hunt. What is he yeah. saying, Pat? What is he saying? While, while he's looking for it, I'll just read it to you on what happened with this. So, uh, I'm planning on running. For, by the way, you have to really understand what he's saying. Matter of fact, I dare you to fully understand what he's saying. Go ahead and play the clip. Watch it here. That's so the doctor. This, this is a fantastic event, Listen. one of my favorites of the year. I was just wondering, uh, uh, Mr. President, uh, will you be uh, taking part in the Easter egg rolls uh, after planning on after 2024? Well, I plan on <laughs> at least three or four more Easter egg rolls. At least three or four more? Maybe, maybe five. Maybe five? <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> six. So, what the hell? Are you, are you saying that, uh, that you would be... Uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024. Well, I'll either be so rolling egg or you know being the the good you know the guy who's pushing them out. Come on, help, a, bro- help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No. I, well, I, I plan on running out, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. All right. Well, <laughs> come on, back up ten seconds. What do you say? I'm planning what on running. Said, Al, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. Either roll an egg or push one out. In our upcoming election in 2024. I'll either be rolling egg or being the the you know the guy. Guy who's pushing them out? Come on, help a, bro- help a brother this out. This is the Make part right here. No, no, no. Well, I plan on running out, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. Just I'm planning on running out, but we're so not prepared nice to announce it. I was waiting for I was waiting, Rob. I was waiting for him to go. And Al, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I was waiting for that to come out because yeah. he loves yeah. saying. Well, that's the like announcement. Him. It's he not the official it. announcement. He but just said it without saying it with an egg coming out. Whatever the hell that. Yeah, how's he pushing that egg out? That's or I'm on a roll iron. Well, well, you know, I just wish we had one honest, well, one honest at interviewer. Least, at least, yeah. if he's he, maybe he identifies as a chicken. You, <laughs> there's I nothing mean, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with maybe that, Pat. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Look, yeah. I just it's wish one is. time, one person interviewing just stops and goes like this. Hey, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. President. What the hell are you talking about? Say what, buddy? Yeah, no, Say what, buddy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody ever checks him. Trump was always yelled at by Jim Acosta and everybody. Not one time. By the time. way, he didn't talk like this before. I've heard him give speeches. He's getting worse. No, I've heard him give speeches yeah. where you're kind of like, okay, okay good. You know, he's, he's got some stuff that's mm-hmm. solid. He, he didn't talk like this. This is recent. And Pat, notice, but, but, but it's gonna be, he's going to be 82, right? By the next election, if he gets reelected, oh he'll be God. he'll be eighty six years old oh at the end of his term. Oh my God! Eighty six has president. to be a concern. Oh, what do you everybody. mean? Of course yeah. it is. If you can push an egg out at eighty six, <laughs> you got to respect it. You should be God. president, man. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, I, he's doing. Look, he he successfully ran a campaign from his basement for the most part. Of right? course, and you know, again, I it, the Democrats. 
you know, love them, or, you love them or hate yeah. them, right? They they tend to do messaging and campaigns and communication well because they stick to it, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 don't tend to splinter, and so I think his strategists are basically saying, look, why jump in the fight right now? Hey, take take all the time you want, right? You don't you're in the the White House already. You don't need to announce yet. And he could push us off. And while he's doing that, he's kind of freezing out the other options like Newsom and these others. Right. So so we've got, you know, we've got a really interesting situation here where I think both sides are kind of getting locked in yep. to before we even get to the uh, the primaries. But, but shit's about to get so it's, dirty. Uh, but it's going to get so dirty. I, I, I think this next one's going to be nasty. <laughs> I think it's going to be nasty. Anyways, we got to get to the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So Nathaniel Rodriguez gave a $100 super chat. Good conversation. Andrew Huff, uh, there's, a, there's not a regime that the U.S. via the CIA and the State Department have wanted to coup and topple BRICS and the recent peace deals between countries led by China and Russia, plus Trump as president, why they don't want him in 2024. I guess we'll find out to yeah. see what's going to happen. There. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what are you working on right now so people can follow you? What, what, what are you working on uh, outside of your new uh, uh, office you're building in San Francisco? But outside of that, what, what else <laughs> are you working on? Building my secret lair in the Mission District because <laughs> uh, the representation seems solid. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this thing goes so fast. Great, it's 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 such a great show. I mean, it just moves it. so damn fast um, that I'm surprised that we're at the end of it. You're a fan uh, favorite, by the way. Oh, you're a really? fan favorite. Not only do we love you, wow. everybody loves you. Oh, you're, you're, you're a fan favorite. Clearly, you're 10K live right yeah. now. Your your viewers you. are clearly terrible judges of character <laughs> and entertainment value. But um, you know what? I uh, hey for uh, for all your information and security needs, it's Portman Square Group. I got to say that Portman because Square. <laughs> why not? That's a that's a great one. And then yeah, I uh, thank you very much, Rob. I uh, pushed oh, out nice. an, an audio book uh, a couple months ago called Company Rules. Uh, it's a very easy listen. Um, they asked me to do an audio book because I didn't know enough big words to do a whole book. <laughs> and I narrate it myself, so it's very soothing. Sick. That voice I could go to sleep Company that. rules. <laughs> and, or people every- no, <laughs> and people you do. You don't need a soothing. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I know about business, I learned from the CIA. Wow. Yeah. And it's got uh, it, it's got just some principles I took away. Look, I, I, what, I, what happened was I... I got out of the agency, and everybody, in, in my old colleagues who were fantastic, I loved my time in, but they were all like, what the hell are you going to do now? You have no, how are you going to, what? Yeah, you, you know? sit home. And I had to leave because I, I was raising a daughter, uh, I was a single dad, and I was like, okay, you know, I got to do something that keeps me close to home somewhat. And, but all, all my guys were like, yeah, I don't know what the hell you're going to be doing because you, your, your skill set is not going to transfer to the private sector. And, and what I found was, after starting a business um, was that there were certain things that I'd learned from the agency that actually transferred very well to the private sector, right? These were my rules. It's not like the agency hands you a book that says, here's the company rules when you first sign on. These were just the things I took away. And hopefully people enjoy it. They take some bit away and it helps them, and not just in in business, but in private life. I love it. Well, Rob, let's make sure we put the link all over the place, chat and description. Folks, go order Mike Baker's book, and I'm sure Mike will be doing this again in the next I hope so. 17 months going into the election. Man. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. wild. Anyways, thanks for coming Thank out. Thank you, man. Thank Gang, you, man. have a good Thank one. You. We'll do it again on Thursday. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.